Welcome to a Myths and Men podcast, recorded live in Atlanta, Georgia. On this show, you enjoy candid conversations for men, by men, about men's issues with an amazing twist. By exploring the arts, music, games, and film, our aim is to help men better understand themselves and navigate through life's daily challenges in order to become happier and more successful. I'm your co-host, John Parker. And I'm your co-host, Dr. Daniel P. David. And this is of Myths and Men. Hello, world. How are you doing? This is John Parker. And I'm Dr. Daniel David. And this is of Myths and Men podcast. We are so excited to have you here. Yes, we are. This is our first episode. We're kicking things off. Right. This has been a long time coming, and we hope that you all stay with us for the long haul and really enjoy what we're doing today. Uh, this is exciting. I think this is something that a lot of guys that I talk to really can relate to. You know, we, we like to get into movies, and mm-hmm. we like to get into our music and yep. our games, yep. and... We're going to relate all of that to human experience, Mm. especially uh, experience among men and uh, related to our uh, backgrounds as psychotherapists. Uh, We both work here in Atlanta. Yes, sir. And uh, we specialize in working with men. And so we thought that this uh, podcast would be, this type of podcast would be really good for guys. It's what the world needs. Yes. It's what men need. Yes, absolutely. We need men talking about men's issues. Absolutely. Not non-men trying to guide men in directions to take away their manliness yes right yes all right so as part of our introduction to the world and getting y'all excited about what we're doing we wanted to talk about star wars oh this is exciting i really like star wars and i I hope it's not too cliche for y'all i hope it's not too you know of course they talk about star wars but why wouldn't we start there right i mean one of the biggest myth american mythologies there is yeah yeah you know so uh uh, this new movie coming out has been really, I, I mean, I've been so excited. I've seen it five times. Okay. <laughs> yep. On both sides of the Atlantic Ocean. There you go. There you and, go. Uh, it, so, and I'm still liking it. I got you. Didn't you actually fly to England to yes. watch it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I flew to England to watch it. <laughs> I'm just saying, it must be nice, man. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, you know, I almost had to watch it on bootleg. No, I didn't. I oh, paid no. for it. But it. It's one of those things. <laughs> Don't admit that. <laughs> I won't admit that. Guys, I watched the movies and i pay for the movies that's all right? right that's Get off right my back um <laughs> so the the idea we, that we want to cover um today is we're talking about the father wound but before we jump into that we're using the force awakens we're using kylo ren we're using um the han solo scene where right. they finally meet as kind of our guide today of, of how um the father wound issue kind of just kind of permeates if that's the right word right um through the male psyche and in relationships with fathers and sons um and so for a way of like example uh, dr david uh daniel i'm gonna get used to calling you daniel yes you know, that's in, all right all right um <laughs> daniel uh give us like a, a brief overview of kind of like what the father wound and the wounded son kind of looks like well often we get guys that come to see us and we know that there are so many men out there that have had uh, difficult times uh, growing up, uh, especially without a dad or a, a, a presence of a father in, in the home. So we know that a lot of men are effect- impacted by this, and it, it probably is one of the bigger issues in our society today, especially in America, and I know in, um, uh, in England as well. Uh, there are lots of issues around father, fathers being absent. And, you know, I, I don't want to... Uh, this is this show isn't about bashing men, right? Of course. So not. we we definitely want to encourage and support uh, men's issues. But mm-hmm. one of the things that a lot of men deal with is the father wound. True. Um, 
growing up and needing a father role, role model mm-hmm. and an example of how to be a man and how to grow into manhood, mm-hmm. uh, that's, the, that's the job of the father. That's not the job of a mother, as much as mothers try to compensate right. for uh, the, the loss of maybe a father or, or the lack of a father in a, uh, their son's lives. Uh, you know, some very interesting people like Robert Bly, uh, who talks about men's issues, you know, he, he says, you know, masculinity is basically bestowed. It's, it's, it's something that we learn. Mm. Um, I have a saying that not all boys grow up to be men. Wow. Um, you know, we have a lot of men with uh, boys and men's bodies, yes. and yet they, they lack the maturity, they lack the uh, sense of confidence in mm-hmm. themselves, they mm-hmm. lack the identity of a man. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's so important that we really work with men to help them heal. Um, the father wound is basically the emotional wounds that men carry within themselves from boyhood, boyhood that are a result of the hurts that they receive from mm-hmm. their fathers. Mm-hmm. Uh, this also coincides with the wounded son, which is that inner child, that inner boy, who still possesses the hurts and wounds and recalls and feels them well into adulthood. Wow, wow, wow. So this is interesting. You know me, I'm always the, the culture guy, right? The soci- sure, sociological sure. Uh, person. But I think this is a, a, a very good place to start for us because it's one of those things that transcends race, class, right. you know, uh, socioeconomic status, things of that nature, because fatherlessness is not just a black issue it's just not a white issue it's just not a you know it's it's across the world it's it's a cultural phenomenon that may have existed and maybe because of social media or you know the internet we can kind of see the wider scale uh issues that are prevalent with fatherlessness but it's it's not a the way america sometimes presents it it's a either a poor problem or it's just an african-american problem right and 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 that's just not true that's not true at all that's not i mean i've dealt with um I worked in an Asian culture for, you know, uh, a diverse Asian culture mm-hmm. for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I saw that, you know, fathers either being too busy uh, to be at home. Mm-hmm. And and I worked with gang members for 20 years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I saw a lot of fatherless boys join gangs seeking, uh, you know, father role models. Mm-hmm. And, and I work with Hispanic uh, men mm-hmm. who have had the same problem. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, and, and a lot of you know, I'll say middle class white men who have are too busy for their kids or mm-hmm. divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think there's some societal responsibilities, too, yeah. in how we've alienated a lot of men away mm-hmm. from their children mm-hmm. um, uh, with labels like deadbeat dads and things wow. like that. I think yeah. it's I think it's hitting everyone. Yeah. So it's not just a specific demographic mm-hmm. that's being affected. And it's interesting, too, if you think about like father hood and how it's changed even in our american society right when everybody lived on a farm you wake up with dad 5 a.m 6 a.m feed the chickens milk the cows sun goes down everybody's in the house and you're around dad 24 7 right right right. so although manhood maybe was tied into the work that you did and maybe being a provider dad was still there and then you introduce like the industrial revolution where men are leaving homes right they're going to the factory 8 10 12 hours a day right dad is gone the the sons don't have that interaction with their father and the dad comes home he's probably tired doesn't have you know the energy to spend time with the son and then we're kind of in this modern era now where it's like hey dad might be on a jet plane he might be in a different country you know two or three days a week he might just be working hard in another factory you know 10 or you know 10 or 15 hours a day you know so the the dynamic of fatherhood and what it looks like on a daily basis has significantly and drastically changed um over time 
you know, we do understand that men have to work. Right. And, right. and women do too, and mothers do, fathers do. But there's a huge pressure on men to constantly uh, be on the go. We're mm -hmm. in a global economy. True. We're not in a local economy anymore. So I deal with a lot of businessmen who are on jet planes more than they're at home. Mm. And, yeah. you know, and when their sons, especially, I mean, daughters are included in this, mm. but because this podcast is about men's issues, mm. when their sons are looking for guidance or looking to have a relationship with their dads and their dads are busy trying to support the family, um, there's something that happens yeah. there. Um, there's a real loss there. So it's important that we kind of highlight this and, and talk about this. Okay. Well, we'll jump into it. So I, one of the things I want to pull out from what you were saying before, it's these, these three basic things that kind of are affected um, just in terms of, well, maybe two. The, the two I'll highlight is maturity and identity. Um, and it's like the ability to become a mature man is affected when you don't have a man showing you how to come into maturity or right. you know even if it's not necessarily a rites of passage thing but just like hey if you don't have an example you know of what maturity looks like in a man it's going to be you're going to have a skewed perspective a skewed perspective right it may right. be difficult and then the idea of identity and self-worth if you don't have someone kind of um helping you shape um your identity Right. You just might be, oh, well, I'm gonna follow this athlete or I'm gonna follow this person. or I'm gonna follow my uncle. Or, I'm gonna, you know, you, you got to have that person in your life, that man, that father figure. Um, if it's not directly your father, that's showing you how to create a positive, healthy identity. And then the other thing, too, is the confidence. You mentioned that without having dad, there's a, a strong male figure in your life, man, that that, that your confidence potentially can be affected. Right? Absolutely. Um, and I think all three of those plus more are kind of captured in this kylo ren han solo situation yes um and so we'll, we'll go ahead and jump in into the father wound and the wounded son thank you for the intro that was perfect sir you're, you're brilliant oh, well, thank you you know I appreciate you know that. just you thank need you. to be appreciated this <laughs> what men you. do men affirm men yes you know i like that great job you're, you're doing a great job too, <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> cool <laughs> so what we have is and we'll make this available on the website um for to download is that yes, okay yes. Um, yeah that's yeah, awesome as a pdf um the father wound and the wounded son um, there's several points on here. We're going to highlight a few. Uh, we want to keep this brief, but give you some meat. Um, but the first one, I'll just kind of read it. The father wound is described as the emotional wounds that men carry within themselves from boyhood that are a result of the hurts that they received from their fathers. Going on, it says failing to have a positive, loving, supportive relationship with a responsible father can leave a boy or a man feeling that something is missing. Yes. Absolutely. That like is a big hole in their heart. Yeah. And, you know, um, contrary to some some beliefs and some teachings mm -hmm. out there in society, uh, men, boys really do need to go from uh, boyhood to manhood. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the biggest things that boys experience growing up is to be emasculated mm -hmm. or or told that they're not man enough or given messages that being a man is wrong. So if you got two boys um, throwing spitballs in the classroom mm -hmm. uh, and suddenly they're being uh, told that, you know, they have to behave and, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm not for spitballs in the right, classroom, right. <laughs> but, but I, I am saying that I, and I've seen it cause I've worked in high schools in New York city and I've seen where um, behaviors that would naturally be, mm -hmm. you know, where, where guys need to be out on the, uh, 
baseball field or you know a football field or, or a grassy yeah. lawn you right, know right. wrestling around and, right. and you know they're doing it in classroom and so mm-hmm. they're then being told you know they're misbehaving mm-hmm. and and these are things that boys experience as if well okay i have this body and i'm a boy and i want to mm-hmm. i want to have rough and tumble and play yeah. and things like that and um and now i'm being labeled as aggressive mm-hmm. and being labeled as bad mm-hmm. and uh, being shamed for my uh you know boy nature mm-hmm. and um then marginalized and i saw i've seen so many and i used to argue with a lot of educators about keeping boys in classrooms right um but you know they were being marginalized and you know uh sent you know to the principal's office so to speak and you know sometimes made to feel so bad that they were um, disenfranchised from school and it's funny man it's a a real side note but like even the education system in america and how it came to be it's like it was a system where you sit down you listen to somebody speak for hours and you regurgitate information and i think the model was based on like a a church-based kind of like, hey, sit and listen to a sermon type of thing. Right. Um, and it's like, that doesn't work for little boys. Right. You know what it I mean? Doesn't. Like, we, we got energy. We got to get it out. Right. You know, we squirming in our seats. You right. know what I mean? And we want to play. And it's it's amazing that it's 2016 and we haven't changed it. Well, maybe some schools have. I mean, there's probably some charter schools out there that are probably get, doing a good job of it. Right. But we haven't changed the basic structure. And it's funny. And this show isn't always going to be about race and politics and all that. But it's it's... The African American community, when you have these young boys who are being taught sometimes by white women, right? right? right. They, the cultural dynamic, even the the male female dynamic, is like these little boys need to sit still. Right. They can't sit still, so let's give them some medication, some ADD stuff, or whatever the case may right. be, right. Um, because we don't know how to control their behavior. And no, well, the issue is not controlling their behavior. The issue is that this school system and the way it's set up is not beneficial for a boy. And again, that transcends race. It's just this is what boys do, right? And so if you don't have a system where these kids can learn and sit in an environment where they can grow in a healthy manner, then it goes with the further labeling. Then they get ostracized. Then they get right. kicked out of school. They're getting kicked out of class. They're not learning in a way that's conducive to their style. Right. But just like most things, right. hey, this is the way we're going to do it. Right. And that's the way it is. And we're going to talk through throughout our podcast about male shaming. Mm-hmm. And that's a big problem i you know when i work with men in my practice and i know you do too mm-hmm. um the the one thing if i could eliminate anything is shame mm-hmm. um boys are boys have been shamed and i'm dealing with maybe guys in their 20s mm-hmm. or 30s 40s you know um you know but they had this experience when they were growing up that somehow uh because they were you know uh, acting out mm-hmm. or or they were shamed for being boys mm-hmm. and yeah. um so, so they had body shaming, you know, mm-hmm. well, you're too big, you know, you, you know, be careful, you're going to hurt the other kids and mm-hmm. things like that. And, and, you know, uh, a lot of educators don't realize that by calling out boys in the middle of classroom and, 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 and lecturing them or, or scolding them or right. whatever they're doing, mm-hmm. that they're actually shaming a child. Mm-hmm. And so we have a lot of boys who, who grow up feeling bad about themselves. Um, they get shamed at home. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's unfortunate, but parents don't realize they're shaming right, their right. kids most of the time. Uh, so shame is toxic. Shame is a huge issue among men. And we're going to talk about that, how it relates to anger mm-hmm. and aggression later on. But this is some some of the issues. So when a boy is mentored or fathered by his father, um, the father recognizes, hey, my son needs some extracurricular activities mm-hmm. like let's go let's go out and, you know, 
uh, ride bikes right. or let's go out and uh, go canoeing. Mm -hmm. Let's go camping. Mm -hmm. You know, when a boy gets those outlets, it's kind of like my dog at home. You know, my dog gets <laughs> wild when right. when he doesn't get out. You know, right. he yes, wants to get yes, out and play yes. and he wants to run. And, you know, and then he comes home and he has a good sleep. Yeah. You know, well, boys are like that in many ways. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they need to get out. They need to expel that energy. Mm -hmm. They need to explore the world and also their, their bodies. Um, what they can do with it and, and not be inhibited or told that they're wrong or shamed, okay? Mm -hmm. So this is where the relationship comes in really. It's really important. But um, when that isn't there, then what do boys do, yeah. you know? They break down. Yeah, they break down. In some form or another. Okay. What we do is, because it's... We need a referee in the room to keep us on track, right? But right. I got this. I got okay. this. So what we'll do is, for those of you that don't know or haven't seen it, I don't if you haven't seen it yet, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Right. Um, the Force Awakens. There is a pivotal moment in the movie in which Kylo Ren, which is the new, I he's not the leader of the, he's, I guess he's a, he's not a foot soldier. He has a pretty high rank in this new regime of dark side uh, ism right um uh, that's coming about right um he is the son of han solo sorry for the spoiler if you're not aware of this right that he fathers with uh, leia princess leia right right those are his parents from what we gather from what this movie's given us and i don't want to you know go into like all the speculations and going to books and stuff like that we'll kind of keep it at the movie um from what we gathered is at some point in time kylo ren was sent off with uh his uncle right who happens to be Luke Skywalker. Yes. To go off to some camp to kind of train Jedi's. Yes. Right? Jedi. Right. right. Something happens in the midst. Um, he goes bananas for some reason. Right. And kind of destroys the school. They don't really show scenes, so we don't know if he just murdered everybody. We don't have any idea what's going on. Somehow from that, he becomes involved in the dark side, and that kind of leads us to where we find him in the movie struggling with his identity struggling with the light struggling with the dark well not really struggling with the light wanting to dispel the the light that may be present within him and kind of fully involve himself in the dark side right right and so when we we see him throughout the movie several instances, instances where he's having issues with his uh anger management so to speak and right. uh being disciplined being under control taking orders and we'll get into that as we kind of go through some of these points for the the father wound and the wounded son but as we look at the first thing that we kind of mentioned um with the father wound the emotional wounds that men carry with themselves in boyhood um not having a, a positive loving supportive relationship with a responsible father leaving a boy feeling um, that something is missing, right? Mm -hmm. So in speculation, we know that Han Solo was a traveling collector. We would say like a, tra tra a trader. A trader. He yes. was a Fred Sanford uh, <laughs> of the galaxy. Uh, if you're not familiar with Fred Sanford, he was a junk collector in the uh, 70s of a TV show called yes. Sanford and Sons. Um, and so there, we can probably speculate that he might not have been around a lot. Right. He might have been doing his you know, junk collector thing or maybe it wasn't junk, just collector right. uh, thing. And potentially, we don't know how this affected his relationship with Kylo Ren, right? No, we, no. Not directly anyway. We right. kind of infer some things. Um, you know, uh, as you mentioned before, having fathers that are around that travel a lot, that aren't always there, can lead to um, just issues for the son. Right. So, we're, you know, we're assuming that, hey, because Han Solo wasn't around, he got sent off to his uncle, Potentially, it could have been some rejection there. It could have been some hurt. We don't know what the circumstances are, but we can imagine as, you know, if you're getting sent off to, it, would it be like the, 
I've never had the privilege of going to boarding school or anything like that. But do you think um, in your, you know, clinical opinion, uh, the damage potentially that could have been done or what, you know, the mindset could have been potentially for Kylo Ren? If you already have this struggling relationship with your father, then you get sent off to this Jedi night school um, and then maybe not having that connection and then feeling like, hey, my dad dumped me or didn't want me or what, what do you think? It, some things. Well, we definitely know that. um Kylo Ren or Ben. Ben. Um, Ren is uh, a title from the Knights of Ren, mm-hmm. and Kylo was his dark side name. Mm-hmm. And so Ben, Kylo Ren, uh, was expressed disappointment in Hans, uh, Han Solo. Um, he, when he was in that scene with Rey, and he was uh, using the Force to probe her mind, mm-hmm. he actually said to Rey uh, uh, about Han Solo. He said, "Han Solo." You feel like he's the father that you never had. Mm -hmm. And uh, then he says uh, he would have been a disappointment to you. Mm -hmm. So definitely hurt right right there. And and so we know that um, uh, Ben was really hurt. Mm -hmm. And so when we get to the scene on the bridge and uh, in this pretty dramatic scene, you know, this is where... uh, Ben is actually facing his hurt. So, mm-hmm. you know, we don't know what happened. We don't know how he got hurt. We're mm-hmm. probably going to find out later in the movies. Hopefully. Hopefully, I would right? Love that, right? Yes, yeah. I would love to find out mm-hmm. the, the true story behind it all. Mm-hmm. But we know he, he is hurt mm-hmm. and disappointed in mm-hmm. his dad. And mm-hmm. so that takes us to the scene where we're um, out on the bridge. Right, right. So the scene on the bridge. I First of all, this mo- this movie was amazing. Yes, you've I seen it five it. times. I've probably seen it three and a half times, um, and it's just it's so much, so much wisdom, so much emotion, so much feeling just throughout the movie. Seeing people, character development, all of that good stuff, all the great things, right? Right. right. Um, but this scene, when Han Solo sees his son from a distance, calls out his name, Ben, Ben, Ben. The echo. He turns around, and they kind of have this, you know. Mexican standoff, Truxican standoff, or whatever it's called. I was <laughs> thinking of a video game, uh, Borderlands. But anyway, there's this Truxican standoff, and you're like, okay, what's about to happen right now? Like, this is the moment, like, you know, before Han Solo even goes on this mission to go find Ben, Leia's like, bring our son home, bring our son home, right? right so right. she's potentially at fault for the 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 result of this uh, encounter. But the idea was like, you know, I was thinking like, oh my gosh, like, this is about to happen. In the first movie, Unlike his grandfather, it's not going to take three episodes for him to like, oh, get his act together, right? Right. Um, but it was just, you know, for me, my heart was pumping, sweating a little bit, just jittery, nervous, trying to figure out what's going to happen. Um, and so, you know, what happens is, for those of you that aren't familiar with the scene, is that after these years of being apart, Han Solo sees a son, calls his name out, walks towards him, and they have this moment where you feel like, all right, there's going to be some closure or there's going to be some hugs but there's going to be some love in the air. Yeah, you know, this is really, I, 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 this, I love this scene, mm-hmm. but it also broke my heart. Yeah, um, true. Uh, you know, Ben actually says to Han after uh, Han uh, yells out his name, mm-hmm. he says, I've been waiting for this day for a long time. And mm-hmm. that, that's sort of set up. Right, that is so, I, so I, much a set up. I, I felt set up on that. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is exciting. Right, right. Father-son reunion. Right, right. You know, yeah. redemption of the son. On, the father's going to hug him and yeah. kiss him on his neck and then that's take it. him home to yep. mom. That's it. You know, like my heart yeah. was like prepared for good things yeah. to happen. Yeah, yeah. And, um, it was like the wayward son. Like he's he's back. Right. Yeah. And Han walks out to the bridge and mm-hmm. he even gets closer 
to uh, uh, to Ben, mm. and uh, he says to Ben, "Take off that mask. You don't need it." Mm. And I think that's really important yeah. because a lot of men uh, who have been hurt and wounded tend to wear masks, and, and and that's a that's kind of a heavy thing. Mm. It's it was a heavy message. I really liked this part because so many men have been wounded that they feel like they have to put on mm. some sort of uh, mask, yes, some yes. sort of image, mm-hmm. project out coolness, project out that they, they've got it all together. So, you know, they do the thing that they have to do, you know, whether it's uh, uh, get a career, go to college, get a career, yeah. make money and and then flash it around by the big, big house, yeah. the yeah. the McMansions that are out there <laughs> on big houses on little land. Right. right I right. can't understand it. I don't get it either. You, you know, but. Yeah. Or and have the cars and have the the wife and the children mm-hmm. and I get these guys in around forty years old who come to see me and it's like it's all crushing down on them. Mm-hmm. They've tried to keep up the image, right? And they feel overwhelmed, right? So um, they they just get crushed under all of this weight, uh, and it's all a mask. You know, they tell me why been why have I been doing this? And then when we really get to the deeper stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of men will say. Um, they felt that they had to prove themselves. This is that boy in a man's body trying to prove that he's a man, um, trying to make up for what he didn't get from his father or a community or tribe of men uh, that would initiate uh, these guys. And so, um, uh, you know, they realize, I've just been trying to keep up this mask, this image, for such a long time. Yeah, and it's interesting too, the idea of like his father knowing his son to some extent, right? I don't know how their relationship has panned out from the time they've, they've been separated, but him coming to him and saying, hey, I'm your dad. You don't need to wear this mask anymore. You don't have to put on this facade. You don't right. have to be somebody that you're not, um, which is also kind of problematic in the sense that, like, well, are like, can do you have that right to say that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're probably part of the problem, right? Right. And so to come in here like, hey, and I, it's it's happened time and time again, especially in, in the context of what I've grown up where you have, like, um, s- somebody who's maybe achieved something. And this is a loose connection, but, like, say, like, Shaquille O'Neal, right? Mm-hmm. He gets famous. His dad tried to come in the picture. He writes a whole song about, like, hey, um, uh, Bill took me from a boy to a man, so he is my father because my bi- biological didn't bother. He had a whole song right. about biological didn't bother. Okay. And it's like, yo, this this dude, now that he's made it, right, now he's making millions of dollars a year, now you want to come back into his life and be a part of it, right. right? Which is not exactly the same as, hey, take off your mask, but it's that idea that, hey, you're ca- trying to come back, of course, for money, right? right? But you're trying to come back into this dude's life who one already had another father figure, but has already gotten past the point of needing you, per se, on a on a growing up man at level maybe not on a psychological or mental health level but at least on a level to where you'll be a beneficial person right mm-hmm. and so in this situation where you know han solo's coming back and saying hey you don't need that mask and then he says right after that um what do you think you'll see if i do and right. then and then han solo says the face of my son mm-hmm. and it's like okay you that may be true but what does that mean you know what i'm saying what is the next the, the face of your son okay what like is this the moment now where you're like oh i love you dad you're right I, you know i want right. to you know here's my face right. you know yeah ben really expresses a lot of pain mm-hmm. uh, in this whole scene and i think that begins right there it's like mm-hmm. you know um what do you think you'll see and you know hans is saying well, the face of my son mm-hmm. and i think that ben really um 
takes off the mask that, uh, and says, your son is gone. Yeah. Like, yeah. He was weak mm-hmm. and foolish like mm-hmm. his father, so I destroyed him. Wow. I mean, that's heavy. Yeah. Like, I've seen guys join gangs. Mm-hmm. Um, in New York, I worked with gang members for 20 years, mm-hmm. and um, I, I saw the anger, mm-hmm. the bitterness. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and when the parent, especially the father, would try to come back and, and, and be back in a, in a boy's life after he's already joined the gang, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, well, you know, that boy that you saw who was weak and, and foolish and, you know, well, he's not, he's no longer that, you know, mm-hmm. now I'm covered in tattoos mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm tough and, and all of that. But, you know, it, it was obvious to me when I would meet these guys that they were still hurt on the inside. Mm-hmm. They were mm-hmm. still wounded on the inside. So this is where the wounded son comes in, you know? And so, you know, Kylo, Kylo Ren or Ben, you know, he takes off that mask mm-hmm. and, and Han says to him, um, you know, you're being deceived, basically. Mm-hmm. That's what Snoke wants you to believe, mm-hmm. but it's not true. My mm-hmm. son is alive. Now, Snoke was, uh, you could, for all, all intents and pur- purposes, say that he was a gang leader. Right, right. You know, yes, and, exactly. And uh, a part of the dark side. Mm-hmm. And what pulled uh, Ben to the dark side. And we have to remember that uh, uh, Ben was uh, in the scene where he's talking to the helmet of mm-hmm. Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the grandson of grandson, Dar- yes. grandson of Darth yeah. and so, this dude has a legacy of gang yeah. in, in, yes, his, in, his, in yes, his family yes, right. you know so uh-huh. it's kind of like a history right. that he has to try to keep up but mm-hmm. you know uh, Darth Vader was actually brought to the light side mm-hmm. through his relationship with Luke right. Skywalker yeah. mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and now Ben is struggling and he's talking to the helmet mm-hmm. and the spirit of Darth Vader right. saying, I'm being pulled. I feel it. I'm being pulled yeah. to the light side and yeah. I want to resist. I want to go back and, and stay yeah. in the dark side. So, um, so Ben says no to his father. He says, no, the Supreme leader is wise. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And Han says, no, Snoke is using you for your power. When he gets, gets what he wants, he'll crush you. You know, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. So backtrack a little bit. My mind was thinking like, you know, uh, this. So there's this thing in the black community, especially in black churches, generational curses. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's funny that you see that in this situation, you have grandfather struggle with issues. Right. We from the episodes one, two and three, you see where Anakin, a.k.a. Darth Vader, got his issues from hurts, 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 pain, pain, pain. Right. Dark side sucks him in. Then you see his grandson two generations later struggling with the same things hurts 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 pains 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 and it's like because again father right the issues thereof right there was no well i guess with anakin there was there was some guidance trying to be given to him or whatever but the pain was too much for him but with with ben it's like yo this dude's dad wasn't around you know he didn't probably put a lot into him wasn't a lot of love and affection missing um what it meant to have that lovey-dovey stuff and so it's very easy for him to be sucked into the dark side right it's very easy for him to be to join this gang it was very easy for him to want to well maybe not want to succumb but to hear this message of the supreme leader right and be like i love what he's saying I want to be a part of what he's doing. I want some of that power. I want to feel loved. I want somebody to pay me some attention. And then he finds that attention from the Supreme Leader. Well, and I, I see that in our, in our society mm-hmm. today. I mean, all across all of the different ethnic groups, mm-hmm. um, you know, men are feeling more and more disenfranchised mm-hmm. and powerless and um, made to feel 
helpless. And so we don't like that feeling. Yeah. And so what, what are we going to do? We're going to be vulnerable to the messages of power, you mm-hmm. know. And a lot of that comes across in our uh, movies and, and uh, TV and advertising mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, drink this drink and you'll be powerful right, right. and, um, you know, uh, buy this car and you'll be seen as a man of power, right. you know, or wear this watch and, you know, everybody will think you're cool mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, or join this club or join this political party or whatever it is, yeah. you know, um, these men, a lot of men are looking to feel powerful because they are so wounded on the inside. This, you know, again, it's that little boy on the mm-hmm. inside trying to prove he's a man so right. i'm going to try to grab power somehow and mm-hmm. and it's such a dangerous and deceptive uh path yeah and it's it's funny too um even in that conversation with han is like that uh, that's what snokes wants you to believe but it's not true my son oh not that part more so uh when he says snoke is using for your power right uh, when he gets what he wants to crush you and it's funny like that is the probably the truest statement for all organizations that are on that dark side that right. that that uh, what do you want to say, mafia, underground, you know, type of uh, collective, you know, right. is that, man, the minute you cross them or it's perceived that you cross them, they take you out, right? right? Um, the minute that you don't do what somebody's asking you to do, they take you out or they beat you up and or, you know, do something to you so that you realize like, hey, all right, I need to submit, right? Right. And as long as you're, benef- and, it, and it goes in the corporate America too, as long as you're beneficial to the gang, Right. right to the corporation right. to the company will keep you around but the minute that you're not useful to us and we and somehow i think we know that but a lot of guys don't transition out of that mindset or do something different until it's either too late or they have some kind of uh come to jesus moment as we say where it's like you know what man these people don't mean me no good they're using me and i don't want to be used by them anymore um and it's unfortunate that that that's acceptable like we know that somewhere deep down like we know that we're being used to some extent right but again because we want to be loved we want to have this power we want to be in this relationship with this person mm-hmm. so bad right we'll push past all of that and right. kind of just get sucked into it well i mean a lot of men feel trapped in these systems mm. um they're being used they know that but they're so afraid to leave mm-hmm. because they don't know where to go the mm-hmm. the world of the unknown and especially later in later podcasts um we're going to talk about the hero's journey and and the difference between the known and unknown world Mm -hmm. or the ordinary and the unknown um so a lot of men especially when they come to see me are talking about like how uh, how unhappy they are in their current roles Mm -hmm. uh but they don't know what else to do and they're really afraid uh they don't know how to get uh, get out from underneath And it's funny, I think that points back to the identity thing, right? Um, it's like, you know, um, or even confidence. If you don't have the confidence, if you don't know who you are, and if you're not mature, you're going to fall into that trap. You know, if somebody, if you're if you're confident in your identity and somebody presents you with an opportunity to do something that's clearly not good, right, in the grand scheme of things or beneficial to society as a whole, you'll be able to step back from that. But if you don't have that built-in self-confidence, if you don't have that uh, that identity or if you're having identity issues, you'll, you'll you know, like, oh, well, maybe I'll try this, or maybe this is right. something I'll do, regardless of what it looks like, or what, regardless of what the consequences could be. Right, and that's that's big. That's that's pretty serious. Yes, it's really yeah. serious. Okay, so um, I'll let you continue. You're doing such well, a great job well, narrating. You know, Ben looks at his dad and mm-hmm. says, basically, it's too late. Mm-hmm. And Han says, No, it's not. Come home with me. We mm-hmm. miss you. I mean, mm-hmm. he's making the emotional appeal. And this right. is where my heart is like, yes. okay, all right, maybe his dad yeah. will be able to get to him. Come you know? on home. You know, yeah. and 
I had a strange experience. I don't know about you, but it, um, the first time I saw it, mm -hmm. I had so much compassion for mm -hmm. Ben. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. Because yes. all I saw was when he took off his face, this yeah. young man who was really, really hurt on right. the inside yeah. and, um, and, and deceived, mm -hmm. lied to, mm -hmm. um, and thought that he had to uh, toughen up, right. which yeah. was, you know, I'm going to stay with the dark side. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm going to toughen up, yeah. you know. Um, and the father, Han, was making this real appeal. No, come home. Mm -hmm. You know, we got to heal. We got to yeah. come yeah. back to, you know, home and, and let's start over. Yeah. And, you know, Han gets closer to Ben. And, um, you know, Ben says, and this is where the anguish comes out. Mm -hmm. I'm being torn apart. And the looks of anguish on his face are, are there, and he and he he really looks like he's in a lot of pain. Right. And then he says, "I want to be free of this pain. I know what I have to do, but I don't know that I have the strength to do it." And then this this was like a setup. <laughs> I mean, this really <laughs> set me up. Like, okay, yeah. will you help me? Will you help me, Dad? Uh, yes. I've taken off the mask. You see my face. I, I'm struggling with this this thing I have to do. Right. Will you help me? Right. Well, Father wouldn't say yes. How can I help you, son? Like my my heart just started to melt right there. That was the moment Han Solo had been waiting for for I don't know how many years. Right. Yes, I will help you. Yes, he says uh, uh, yes anything. Anything. Yes, and then he says, and then Han moves closer to his son. Yep. Ben drops the helmet, which is like okay. Yeah. I'm taking off this image. That's I'm it. You know, again. Yeah. Uh, pretty intense. Prodigal moment. son has returned. Yes. Please. Yep. And then it was just like, you know, uh, he seems to hand over his lightsaber mm -hmm. to his dad. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm I'm not gonna live this destructive life anymore. Yes. yes. It's like giving up the drugs. Giving up the drugs. You know, giving up the gun. Giving up the pipe. Yes. Whatever. Giving up the image. Mm -hmm. You know. And uh, I'm not gonna live this destructive life anymore. Um, I'm ready to come home, yeah. and and Han grabs the the lightsaber. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm thinking, wow, okay, cool. Yeah. You know, as long as Han has that lightsaber, everything will be safe. Everything you will know? be safe. You know? Yes. Yeah. Even what if, could go wrong? Even if Ben changed his mind, <laughs> Han could say, "Hey, I got the lightsaber. Light you know, you, know yeah. you, you, yeah. you better get home." Uh, oh man. I'm, oh what? Yeah. Yep. I've taken your toy from you. you yes. Know, right. Come with me. Right. Oh man. What could go wrong at this point? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like. On the edge of my seat right, in the too. theater, yep. and I'm kind of holding my breath and yep. like getting all teary-eyed, and yep. I'm like, "Okay, this is great." Yes. And then all of a sudden, the unbelievable happens. The unbelievable. The why? Why is this happening? Yeah, like you're. It's where your brain goes. No, that can't be. That can't be. That's not right. This is no. This isn't happening. This isn't congruent with my hopes and dreams <laughs> and desires for this. This. Father-son experience <laughs> does not no, compute. It does not compute. Oh man! And then you see the 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 blade, you know, the light zoom, zoom oh, right through man. his dad, and you see the horror on Han's face. Oh, tears, man. Yes. It chokes me up every time I just think about that. Yeah, man. you know. And there's this thing about in um, a lot of uh, fields of psychology mm -hmm. about father-son competition mm -hmm. and father-son the need for the son to somehow metaphorically um, overcome his dad mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and slay his dad mm -hmm. sometimes. And, and, you know, that is a meta uh, metaphor, mm -hmm. you know, for, uh, I, I'm hurt. I want to be better than you. Mm -hmm. So we, we get into a father vow. A lot mm -hmm. of men get into, I'm never going to be like my dad. I'm not going to grow up to be like him. I'm yep. not going to hurt anybody. Yep. And we realize that we, we, that's a trap that we've just mm -hmm. become like, 
our fathers, right. you know, in many ways. And, and so there's a lot of healing that has to happen. But in this scene, it's like, it's all over. <laughs> Once that lightsaber goes through yeah. your midsection. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking, well, could it categorize the yeah. blood cells and he could still survive this, you know? Maybe he missed all the major yeah, arteries. Yeah, it's like, you know, you know maybe yeah. it was a flesh wound, right, you know, right, but right. no. Pull it out straight. If you just pull it out straight, everything, like you said, right. be cauterized, it'd be right. good, right. we're all right. It yeah. was an accident. Yes, oops. <laughs> oops, hit the wrong button. No, but it wasn't an accident. And uh, it was like, um, I think the... The sad part, and I mean, it's all sad, but Mm -hmm. when Han reaches out to touch Ben's face. Yeah, yeah. And then he, you know, falls Mm. off the bridge. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, the scene started out with getting, going into darkness because I guess the planet had moved or was taking energy away from the sun. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it started to get darker. But there's something very significant about this because Han falls from Mm -hmm. the bridge. And if anyone notices in the, film uh he falls into a light yes yes right which means han was in the light he you know there was love there yeah there was real love there and and maybe there was hurt and a lot of wounds and uh, probably han i'm uh, you know i'm just guessing here but uh, you know speaking for a lot of dads uh probably realized all the hurt that he had caused his Mm -hmm. son and Mm -hmm. wanted to reach out to his son and Mm -hmm. love him and and maybe turn it around so he falls into the light yeah yeah and it's interesting too like you mentioned Han touching uh, Ben's face, yeah. you know, and really like you can see it, you can feel it. Like man, like I, you did, you killed me, right? Right. I'm I'm dying. You you've done this to me, but at the same time, like you said, recognizing, realizing, like man, well, I mean, I'm sure I hurt you too, right? But then being like, I forgive you though. Like I, right. that's what I got. That's what I read from that. Like you know what? Uh, yeah. Life flashed before your eyes. You realize what you could have done different. Sorrowful for the things that you did, but then at the end, like I get it. And I understand. And I want you to have the lasting memory of me saying, I forgive you and I love you versus why did you do this to me? And I hate you, you bastard kid. Right. Da, 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 da. No, right. it's just like, hey, man, I get it. But I right. love you anyway. Right. You know, absolutely. And I think this is where we have to talk a, a little bit about uh, what can men do mm-hmm. when they have the father wound. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important mm-hmm. to kind of highlight some things that men need to do. And, uh, you know, we we are we're therapists. Right. Um, we're here in Atlanta. And, you know, we we do see a lot of uh, individuals and particularly men. Um, and, you know, we, we, we believe in what we do. We see men change all the time, you know. Uh, and, and so when we, we get someone who has these uh, father wounds, it's important to reassure them that they can change, they can heal. And if they can't go back, you know, maybe they're estranged from their fathers. Maybe the fathers are, have, are deceased mm-hmm. um, or, um, you know, not just not able to come into their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, part of uh, the the therapeutic experience, and and we do, uh, we don't do typical therapy in, in many <laughs> right. ways. Okay, we're guy we're guy friendly yes, therapists. Yes, okay, yes. you know, so uh, you're not going to have to go through a lot of what, uh, you know, you a lot of men might perceive as right. okay. I, I got to spill my guts mm-hmm. now. When, is it time to spill my guts? Right, 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 <laughs> you know? right, right. You know, uh, so you know, we 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 talk about what men can do to heal and, but if we don't face it, we're not going to heal. Right. You know, those wounds will stay and fester and stay infected for years. And you can see that, you know, you could probably have seen that in Darth Vader. Right. You know, like how long did Anakin Skywalker Mm -hmm. have bitterness until the end, basically until his son sort of helped him to come back to the light side. But we, we, it won't take years. I I (laughs) I promise. I promise you that, (laughs) you know, um, uh, 
you know, we, we think therapy is cool and yeah. works for men when mm-hmm. men are really ready to change. Yeah. Yes. And, and so some steps that I would encourage men to do is, you know, find a therapist, mm-hmm. um, you know, find someone that they can talk to. Sure. I, I would encourage that they find male therapists mm-hmm. um, just because that can be a, a sort of a, uh, a rite of passage. Mm-hmm. There are actually books out there about men in therapy and, and rites of passage and initiation process. Mm-hmm. Um, find positive groups of men. Yes. Men that are actually um, male affirming mm-hmm. and not male bashing. Right. Um, and join those groups. Get a mentor. Mm-hmm. Find a mentor, someone that you can look up to. I often say one of my homework mm-hmm. assignments is, you know, find three men. Uh, they can be uh, uh, real men, meaning alive, and someone you know, uh, or they can be fictional mm-hmm. in the sense that you've re- uh, read lots about mm-hmm. them, and uh, or they can be historical, or they can be, you know, uh, somebody who is in modern-day culture that you really admire and for all of the good qualities, and look at at least three characteristics or qualities that you admire about them, mm-hmm. and... Um, endeavor to integrate those qualities into your life, live yeah. those qualities, yeah. Yeah. You know, especially. Yeah. And I think um, what's important too is if, if there happens to be women listening or moms listening, I, I have a lot of uh, single mothers that come see me. Right. Uh, and they're often in crisis, you know, mm-hmm. when they first bring their sons in and they're not understanding that, Hey, you know, when you have a teenage son um, and the, the stage of development he's in, he's def he's trying to pull away from you. Like he's, right. he's more concerned about his peer group and his friends and, uh, you know, romantic relationships and things of that nature. And they hit the panic button. And when they come see me, it's like, fix him, fix him, fix him. He's broken. It's like, no, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Absolutely. And I think that's part of, you know, this, this generation we're in when we're dealing with these fatherless issues women sometimes when they're single parents feel like hey i don't know how to control this boy i don't know how to make him do what i'm asking him to do and i'm like man that's the, the that's the opposite of what's going to happen at this time of life if he's not rebelling you know or i won't say rebelling but if he's not trying to explore the world right you know and trying to become one with his environment and navigate things for himself he's something's wrong Right. You know, um, and and when I part of my suggestion on the back end of what you said, definitely finding that male therapist, definitely getting with a group of guys, definitely uh, finding a mentor is parents also have to educate themselves, you know, on what what life looks like for young men and boys. uh, And, you know, just so that these things that they're doing won't be seen as odd and then the shaming doesn't happen and then you don't try to uh, suffocate them, you know, and minimize uh, what they should be doing at these different stages. Um, And off the top of your head, do you think of, I mean, there's always, um, I guess, uh, Young has, does he have a stage of development uh, model? Who are some of the the go-to guys for stage of development? Well, Erickson. Erickson, Erickson, that's it. Yeah, Erickson. He he has some good stages of development. I I think that I often encourage and coach parents Mm -hmm. into understanding that um, individuation is an an uncomfortable process Mm -hmm. for for both the teenage adolescent and um, and the parents. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially because, you know, mothers may without you know fathers for their sons mm-hmm. may try to compensate right. and the boys feel that um mm-hmm. robert bly talks about that in in what what is called the baptism of shame mm. um he actually says that a boy knows that his mom is trying to compensate for the lack of a father uh, and he feels double shame mm-hmm. he feels the shame of not having a dad mm-hmm. and then he also feels the shame of mom trying to compensate yeah. and so 
and and this isn't to uh, bash mothers. Right, I, right. I, of course not. You know, I mean, yeah. I encourage mothers all the time, but it is important to find healthy, positive, mature mm-hmm. male role models for boys to relate to, yeah. even if it's um, on a short-term basis mm-hmm. or or through therapy, mm-hmm. to get. Uh, a hold on, you know, what, why is he go- feeling like this? Why is he going, wh- what's he going through? What's he trying to do when he's rebelling? Yeah. You know, yeah. rather than just seeing it as rebellion, look at it as what is he trying to grow into? What's he trying to achieve? Man, that's brilliant. And it's funny because one of the analogies I use um, with single mothers um, or just parents, you know, if it's parents who and they just don't understand what's going on, because some there are some times where dads are in the house and dad has no clue of what's going on either, right? I use the analogy of the circle of elephants. Mm-hmm. So in the wild, when you have elephants that are in a herd and they're migrating, they keep the young, the elderly, and the wounded on the inside of the circle right. while the strong you know, presumably maybe male elephants, maybe female elements too, elephants too, are on the outside of the circle, right? And so I always tell parents, like, you have to have a circle of elephants in your son's life right? that is going to be, like you said, the mentor, that's going to be able to guide, that's going to be able to um, show them different things that maybe you're unable to show them, you know, or maybe they're just unwilling to see because you're their parents. And if that circle is strong, you're setting yourself up for success, but if you don't have a strong circle, if you don't have people around your son outside of just mom and dad um, who can kind of uh, take some of the pressure off of you to have to do so much and to right. be so much. Right. Uh, but then also allow them the freedoms to go and to explore and to do things. Um, I think it'll it benefits the the mother relationship with the son, the father relationship with right. the son and the family as a whole. But if you don't have that circle set up, it's 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 a recipe for disaster. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And the, the last thing I want to talk about just briefly um, yeah. is autonomy um, and kind of you mentioned indiv- individuation. Right. Um, yes. Um, but autonomy. How, how, what is what is your thoughts on how autonomy works in kind of the concept of like father wound, wounded son giving a, uh, a proper balance of allowing your child to kind of develop into they need to be and who their character is maybe and, and needing guidance but what are your thoughts on well when we talk about age appropriate risk mm-hmm. um, we have to let our boys have experiences that w- they can kind of put to memory mm-hmm. as something they've done or over overcome mm-hmm. so that actually is the basis for confidence mm-hmm. so when boys let's say they go camping mm-hmm. and they catch a, a big fish in the river Uh, They come home with those stories and they feel good about themselves. And so by exposing them to age appropriate risk, uh, you know, canoeing Mm -hmm. um, with a life preserver. Right, 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 right. right, right. Okay. So age appropriate risk. And every time they have those experiences committed to memory, that helps to build their sense of identity and manhood that they've done something. And so boys need to get out and they need to take appropriate risk. What happens is if we try to suppress that um, or domesticate that, uh, then they're going to turn inward. And that's where I see the drug um, Mm. use coming in and the alcoholism because, well, I can't, I can't be outwardly a man. Mm. And so what's it mean? You know, we, we kind of implode and go inside and, um, and, and then they get trapped in this. Uh, They, you know, I've got guys who think it's exciting to get high. Well, you know, 
um, I, you know, and we're going to talk about the hero's journey, but that's like one of the, the deadliest paths that we can go down mm. with thinking we're on a journey, mm -hmm. you know, where I'm going to do these drugs and I'm going to, you know, be show experience. everyone I can have this experience. Right. right? right. And, um, I'm just so sick and tired of having to, uh, get news of people dying. Right. You yeah. know, kids, yeah. kids, yeah. young yeah. guys, yeah. 20, 19, 20, 21, 22, all that energy gone to waste because they they were pushed into uh this uh distorted journey yeah you know yeah. so giving guy um young men appropriate uh freedoms mm -hmm. and appropriate ability to make their own choices and decisions and you know i'm not saying parents because it's appropriate right, right. I, i'm not saying parents should um take their hands off right i'm just saying give them encouragement to make their own decisions and choices and have these their, these experiences and guide them you know gently and nudge them and let them know that there are some boundaries there but let them have the experience so mm -hmm. that they can grow mm. this has been wonderful for my soul oh i'm this glad has been to hear that food for my soul yes. i feel i feel nourished yes i'm, I'm hoping you as listeners feel too. the same way um this was again there's so much, so much, so much that's that's packed into um, the Force Awakens. We're gonna. This isn't the only time we're gonna kind of dive into this, right? Uh, but we didn't, we want to hold your attention. We don't want to keep you forever. But just if you, if you got nothing else from this, just know that it's important for fathers to have relationships with their sons. Yes, it's important for sons to be in a relationship with their fathers. Yes, and there's so many things that could go uh, wrong with relationships when we just don't know what to do you know right. when we don't when we don't have right. an idea of what we're doing and so the encouragement is like hey sons if you feel like as if you don't have a good relationship with your dad have that conversation fathers be more actively involved in the lives of your sons you right. know what i mean don't let the tv raise them don't let just mom raise them don't just let the streets raise them like these are things that should be no-brainers, but, you know, sometimes we didn't get the information from our dads. Our dads were doing the best they knew to do. Maybe they had terrible relationships with their dads, and it's just kind of, you know, kind of the cycle continues. I agree. And so uh, in, in ending our program today, I think it's important just to give a positive uh, encouragement to men to, uh, if they felt that any part of this show resonated mm -hmm. with them, that they talk to someone uh, I know that we can't, you know, this show probably goes across the country mm. and around the world. But um, if they're in the Atlanta area, they can definitely call us and, and yes. contact us. And that information will be there at the end of the show. Mm -hmm. uh, but also, uh, if you're in California or if you're in Washington, mm. uh, find a therapist that you can talk to. Um, and also talk to other men and, mm -hmm. and try to find men's groups out, you know, local. And some guys will find it in their houses of faith. And, and there are also uh, um, local groups uh, that men can connect with. But men need men. Men need men. That is right. the best statement we've right. made today. <laughs> Absolutely. Men need men. Mm -hmm. And we just need to get it together. Yes. And I, I just think that uh, in the future, uh, we're going to have many podcasts after this. And we're going to continue to talk about uh, men's issues and how to help men uh, with a positive uh, encouragement to men. So um, tell your friends about us too yeah. so that everybody can kind of share together and get yeah. this conversation going. Men need men. That is an awesome statement. And I think, you know, this is this is the beginning. Right. Um, like we said, this is our first episode. We're glad you tuned in and, and kind of 
toughed it out with us. Uh, again, we were excited. I hope you uh, weren't bored to death with our, uh, you know, just our synopsis of Star Wars. It just it just struck us. We watched it. We were like, this is amazing. We can't wait to talk about this. And it's a perfect way to kind of talk about the father wound and the wounded son. Thank you for joining us. Um, we had a great time. Thank uh, you. Yes, I'm John Parker. And I'm Dr. Daniel David. And this has been Of Myths and Men. Thank you for listening to Of Myths and Men podcast. If you or someone you know may be in need of therapeutic or counseling services or even life coaching, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Our contact phone number is 770-674-0553. You can also reach us via email at contact at ofmythsandmen.com. That's contact at O-F-M-Y-T-H-S-A-N-D-M-E-N.com. Our web address is ofmythsandmen.com. And again, that's spelled O-F-M-Y-T-H-S-A-N-D-M-E-N.com. Thank you for listening.